Right, uh, welcome everybody. I'm so excited. Our first motoring show here on Gay Say Radio. And I've got two of my best friends in the world here as guests today. My name is uh, Forty Mazzoni. I'm a chef, a restaurateur, and a budding motoring journalist. I've been nurtured by one of the top sort of motoring gurus in South Africa who knows that I'm an avid petrol head, and he's actually here today. And then my best friend who shares in most of my motoring adventures with me is here as well today. I've known uh, Leonie over many, many years. So welcome, Leonie. How's it? Very good, thank you. Lovely to be here. Thank you. So Leonie is with Shaguar. Shaguar, that brand. <laughs> you have to say it with a, with a, with a long <clears throat> jag. jag. It's a jag, okay. baby. So Leonie is with jag. And then, of course, my other guest here today is uh, the very, very famous Ruben van Niekerk. He's an icon in the gay community, edits the gay pages, which is, of course, such an important instrument for the gay community. And uh, more importantly, in his uh, job here today, he's like me, a fellow petrol head. We've been to a lot of uh, functions together. We do a lot of uh, stuff together. And uh, I know he's just mad about motors, so mad, in fact, that he's the uh, big boss of the Southcan, what do we call you, the Guild of Motoring Journalists. That's right. Uh, lucky man, he gets to drive all the best cars in the world. It's like it's like dick swinging, but with cars. <laughs> Superb. So he's always driving new and fancy cars, so which makes me very jealous. So jealous, in fact, that uh, I decided I have to start a motoring show with a bit of luck. They might give me some of those cars too eventually. They'll swap you with the RAV for the 911. Uh, they'll swap me for my 911. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so I arrived here today with a beautiful uh, brand new RAV4. And so the format of our show is really we're going to laugh, we're going to have fun, and uh, basically we're going to tell the truth. So we, we're not beholden to anybody on the show. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about what makes us tick as petrol heads. What, uh, if you're a petrol head, what, should my, what you should be looking at when you're buying a car. And uh, the reason why I inv- invited Leonie is because I was at the Jaguar driving experience the other day, which is this really amazing facility outside Joburg, where they have this uh, spectacular restaurant. And I was fortunate enough to be invited along with my daughter, who's also <laughs> a fellow petrol head. And we got to try the whole new range of Jaguar cars and drive them at exceedingly illegal speeds around a, a very nice track. And uh, we had a lot of fun. So uh, something though that showed out at that uh, show for me was this new Jaguar this electric car, this iPace, it mm, is absolutely insane. Mm. So tell us a bit about this car. So it's it's Jaguar's first EV or electric vehicle, and um, as a as a solution to to driving, it is definitely the way of the future. I think that's definitely something that we're going to be seeing a far higher trend of of individuals driving electric cars in the next five years or so. I think there'll be a, a, a upswing into the the EV market. And uh, they've got such cool acronyms because, like, uh, internal combustion engines are obviously called ICE engines. So ICE is starting to, to uh, you know, they they imagine that it will it will start um, uh, dissipating in the future. Yeah, so I, I've heard people saying that in 20 years' time, uh, internal combustion engines will only be for petrol heads like us. Hundred we'll, percent. We'll be driving them as our Sunday car, <laughs> or racing them potentially. Although electric cars are way faster, we all know this. Yes. And so we'll be driving them for sentimental reasons. We'll want to hear work just for sentimental Correct. reasons. Exactly. And and um, 
I mean, you experience it now yourself with a with a talk that is instantaneous. Mm. It just puts such a grin on your face when you drive these the, this I pace. It's naught to hundred in just over four point five seconds. It's I think it's four point six, four point seven seconds, naught to hundred. So it actually um, the way that they were demonstrating it to the public was they were racing the I pace against a, a Jaguar five liter supercharge, um, the V eight uh, uh, F type. And um, and needless to say, everyone had their money on the on the F type, and the I pace literally yeah, smokes it over those short distances. It really runs away, and then it's got the regenerative braking, so it makes it super easy to to actually eventually you're going to get to a point where you're going to do one pedal driving because as you take your foot off the accelerator, it just puts all that energy back into the battery. It is amazing. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, it's a whole new method of driving. Mm. I pick- I must tell you that as a petrol head, I was <laughs> within five minutes. I was completely comfortable with driving that car. Yes. It felt very easy. Um, I actually almost didn't touch the brake pedal at all. Yeah. But what did? I mean, I'm a Porsche 911 driver. I'm a Porsche guy through and through. I love BMWs. I've always driven BMWs. And my father is a confirmed Jaguar. Right. So I like Jaguars too. I love these cars. They've got sporting pedigree. And then, you know, you get into this electric car and you kind of expect it to be quiet and fast, but you don't realize how fast. Yes. And I've got to and tell you. And how quiet. And how quiet. But yeah. The thing that actually amazed me about the car is actually it makes quite a nice noise. It's yeah. not it's not totally silent, but it makes quite a little aggressive little swirl. Yes, these little And, river. yeah, I liked it. And, and But what was amazing was on a, on a surface level, mm. I really mm. think it felt faster than my Porsche. Mm. And and I mean that's quite something for me to say because yes. 911 for me is the best car in the world. It's the most balanced car. You can get into it. You can go to the shops, or you can get it onto a racetrack. Yes. Now I'm not saying that the iPad should necessarily be better around a racetrack, but if you were sprinting away from the robot, uh, Tani in the iPad next to me, I think would have given. <laughs> she would have. I would have seen those. The absence of tailpipes actually disappearing. Yes. Into the, <laughs> So what about you, Ruben? Have you uh, driven anything electric and interesting? Lately? Oh no, I love electric cars. My, one of my favourites is the i8. I've not driven the i-Pace, but we were invited to go to the i-Pace event, so we sent Kevin from uh, the Gate Bages to go mm. uh, because he's been doing a few of the electric car um, workshops. Mm-hmm. So it would be more interesting for him to compare notes. Well, I've got to tell you, Ruben, I'm going to be writing an article about the i-Pace for Gate Bages. So. I mean, that car really yeah. blew my mind totally. But, you know, talking about electric cars and uh, talking about the i8s, the i8 obviously is a hybrid. It's a combination of a, a motor. But I think the car that really impresses mm. in the electric range from BMW is the i3. Right? I love that. I love yeah. that car. I had yeah. it for quite a while. It was a complete and utter hoot. It I remember you still said, still said that you were going to set up the, the whole garage structure. With yeah, well. and it looks like Noddy's car. Yeah. And, you know, it's like... <laughs> You look at the car initially, it's a little bit of social death, but you can, you get in the car and it's insane. Yeah. It's, it's really quick. It's sort of GTI quick. It's huge inside. It's got uh, this lovely maple wood finish. It's a very cool space to be in. It's yeah. like could have Scandinavian. Yeah, but it's totally stunning. I love the i3. Yeah, mm. it really was. A, but I must tell you that talking of interiors, that i-Pace interior absolutely mm. blew my mind. It's got like... Two huge screens. I know me and Ruben are gadgeto freaks, <laughs> and I know you enjoy your gadgets as Indeed. well. But it was, and why I realised that the figures that they were giving us were actually conservative about this zero time. And I, I personally believe it's under four seconds. Yeah. And I saw with my own eyes that when I was really giving it, it was well under four seconds to hundred uh, every consistently, and you yes. can do it again and again and, and over again. And over 100%. Yeah, and, um, 
And the reason why I knew that was that they've got a whole screen there, which gives you like a Formula One breakdown of your uh, uh, link to yeah. the GPS. So Correct. I felt like a, you so know, you can even get your, 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 if you're going into negative Gs as you're going around corners. No, it's all insane. These I felt like a Formula One team owner. <laughs> so I've got this whole screen you can play <laughs> with. It. It's insane. And no, you know, I mean, the center of gravity is so low because those batteries, although it's like 680 kilograms of batteries that are on the car, so it makes it a very heavy car, make no mistake. But the, those motors are just, because the torque is, is, is put down immediately and instantaneously, you've got no problem with actually getting this two-ton car moving. Um, and because the batteries are so low, when you're going around a corner, it actually tucks into the corner as opposed to roll. So um, it is the most fun to drive, absolutely. No, so you, talking of roll, I think it's time for some rock and roll. Love it. So we're going to go to a little tune. We've decided we're going to choose only driving music for this show. So let's go into a tune and we'll come back and talk about these cars right now. Okay, so we're back and we, uh, we're quite excited. We're talking about electric cars. We're talking about this new Jaguar I-Pace that blew my mind. I've got Leone here uh, from Jaguar, from Jaguar. And uh, <laughs> I've got Ruben here from the Gate Pages. So um, the thing that's, uh, you know, you're talking about the handling of the electric cars. Cause mm -hmm. it's so, but let's talk about uh, some interesting things is the cost of electric cars. At the moment, it's high. They, they're very expensive. Um, I know the I-Pace, the way I wanted it loaded would work out at about two bar, two million rand. No, it's a good prices range. Of about yeah, the price range I know from about 1.6 no, to, but obviously once you load in a few, it's like a Porsche. You know, a base 100%. Porsche is a cheap thing, relatively speaking. But once you've put in the optional windshield <laughs> and uh, seats. <laughs> Would you like a steering wheel? Yeah, a steering wheel, the optional steering wheel. Uh, <laughs> the, the price does tend to build quite fast. So, so does the so Toby's going to be very cross with me for saying these things. But <laughs> he mustn't be cross because I bought lots from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, the I-Pace has, has got quite a few optional extras. I know there's mm. a carbon pack, uh, which I really liked. That's very nice. Carbon and there's, the, there's also like a, with the, these sports seats or these high-performance seats. That yeah, are, the, which was in the car that I drove. Yes, amazing. absolutely. Yes. Mind you, I'm so, yeah. I'm obviously quite a plump boy, so most, old, most seats can hold me quite slightly, but yeah. no, they felt very comfortable. Yes. Yeah, that was 100%. And then, of course, what's quite clever in the car is clearly every time you're using something uh, that would consume energy, it's essentially affecting your range. Mm -hmm. So in a conventional car, you might mm -hmm. have an air conditioner that you would set at a certain temperature, and the whole car and the whole cabin has to be cool to that. Mm -hmm. Where the iPace actually has, um, it, it uses sensors to identify where there are passengers in the car, and it will then concentrate the air conditioning, for example, onto that person. That's so incredible. now suddenly you're actually using this energy, because the whole point is to try it sort to sort of pick you up when you're menopausal and then concentrate a lot <laughs> as of air conditioning. So that's when mom-in-law is riding with you, uh, you know, so I can. Or like me, menopausal. Menopausal. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's, a, it's a very clever car. But to get back to the point of the cost, I think that, um, yeah, I've got to, like, say sorry for Ruben. Ruben came back from Cape Town, from Mr. Gay World with a throat infection. It sounded extremely suspicious to us. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it does, it does, does sound wrong. Yeah, it sounded very wrong, yeah. And in fact, what was scary is that a lot of people had throat infections. Yes, I'm sure you did. <laughs> yeah. So the judging process was very, very, very... Uh, uh, in depth, and yeah, I, I was worried about his wedding. Um, <laughs> so, would you agree with me though? Um, I can't believe I'm making these jokes on here. This is yeah, okay. husky, husky. Yeah. So you've got the cost of this car, which mm -hmm. is quite high. But the most important thing to remember is that 
Of course, you can uh, actually install a solar installation at your house, which coincidentally I'm actually doing at my own home today. Literally as you speak. Uh, literally as we speak. I've got a whole solar installation going into my mm. house, and I'm taking myself off grid. Mm. So I just want to say something on air right now. Um, ESCOM, mm, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm completely off grid. Um, just I hope the BCC is safe and hear that. And I've already been banned off radio. You see now. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder um, why. Yeah. Anyway, so we go solar. You organize this nice little panel that goes on your wall, which costs 20 grand, I believe, if, or roughly 20 grand. 20 to 25 grand to, yeah. to install at your house. To and install, and then it actually it. can choose whether you want to work off solar or off ESCOM. That's it. And uh, if you work off solar, effectively, your car is being charged for free. 100%. So, so the cost of the solar initial is has dr- dropped dramatically. Mm. At one stage, it was over 500,000 rand for a full house. Mm. Wow. A big house. I have a big house, and my entire installation cost me 220,000 rand. That's so incredible. It's, it's a lot less. And if you work out what your electricity is on a, a normal house these days, around 10 grand a month mm. uh, for a big house, mm. um, you literally pay that off in two years, which mm. is uh, phenomenal. And then if you uh, add to the fact that you can charge your car, off your solar, Correct. then, I mean, it paid itself off in a year because the current price of petrol, which is about... Just went up as well. Yeah, 4,000 rand a, a <laughs> litre. Uh, with the current price of petrol, I mean, literally, Ruben was just telling me he went into overdraft to bring the rear Fiat to Pretoria. Not even Journalism is a tough game. It is, yeah. Right, tough gig, that one. Yeah, and then uh, it's crazy. The price yeah. of petrol is crazy. So you uh, suddenly have a car that you can literally charge for free and mm-hmm. if you work that out or and and if you amortize that over the over the, the period that you have the car mm-hmm. I mean, literally, they really become good value for money. Hundred percent. Mm. Even at uh, even at at electrical rates, so you, you you would be paying for one kilowatt hour, you'd be be paying between three rand and three rand fifty. Yeah. And um, which means that you can actually charge your car for about two hundred and seventy rand between two hundred and seventy and three hundred and fifteen rand on ESCOM power to full charge. So call it three hundred bucks. Think how much you'd usually charge, you know, you you'd usually pay to to fill your car. Yeah, you about eight thousand rand for mine. That's it, hundred yeah. percent. And that's that's just for two days driving in your yeah. Porsche. Yeah, that Porsche so. rather thirsty <laughs> Well, I think it sometimes has to do with the driving style. Uh, yeah, I was about to say for yeah, yeah, driving style. <laughs> so, like, like the, the, the chair lady of the gold, the, the, the bowl society. Yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> very conservative. So, very just in case you thought she was being clever, by the way, she's reading these figures on a piece of paper in front of her. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah. homework was done. Yeah, but also what's amazing. And Ruben, maybe you can talk about this because you've got uh, a lot of, you know, real technical knowledge on this. But I read that the running costs of the car are so much lower mm. because, of course, it's got much less moving parts. Exactly. So you don't have an engine. You don't have uh, uh, all that stuff, uh, spark plugs, moving pistons, all that crap. Yeah, no transmission. No well, transmission. I, I know, so, for example, with the i3 that you had, yeah. uh, you'll, it's only once in two years that you service it. Correct. Yeah. And, and at, at that, Did you ever I, service it? Never. Yeah, but the high pace as well. It's the same thing. Correct. I said so you. And the guy told is. me that the guys that were doing the testing, so your Jaguar uh, product expert was there mm. as the driving instructor. Mm-hmm. By the way, the driving instructors at the Jaguar experience mm. are phenomenal. I actually think we should give a little shout out to that, that brand experience center. It's, yeah, it's, it is phenomenal. From the food to the instructors, absolutely, are absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a woman there who was Phenomenal. Mm. What a phenomenal driver and, and so instructive and the head instructor, I was just I was blown away. It was yeah. really, really good experience. And so professional. And yeah. 
because they 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 do this for and, and please note i'm not paid by jagger i just yeah. want to this for me was genuinely yeah. an amazing experience yeah I, I love the fact that they actually allow you to play with their toys mm. because that's essentially what you're doing when you get to this brand experience okay. by the way i mean i was invited by Jaguar to go to a bit. Can a normal person go on this? Yes, 100%. So when you buy the car, uh, we, we then send you to the Brand Experience Center as part of our gift to you for to say thank you for buying the car. But you can also just do a booking. So we've got some clients. So if you happen to drive, for example, a BMW. 100%. Or yeah. perhaps a Porsche. Yes. You are also welcome to the Brand Experience Center. Ah. And then you still get to play with their toys. So you don't even, you know, you don't necessarily have to go wading through the the water funnels, um, you know, in your in your 911, they'll give you a Range Rover to do that. Yeah. So um, it's it's something that you you give them a call, you'd make the booking. And actually, talking of Range Rover, my second favorite car mm. after the I-Pace at that event was that Range Rover Velour. What mm. a oh, wow. lovely yes. car! This is yes. a great car. Wow, and good looking car. Yeah. Eh? Very very sharp looking. Much sharper looking instrument than the Evoque, which is really aging quite rapidly for me. Well, what's happened with Evoque is every car obviously has a life cycle. As mm. one knows, it's, sure. you know, you like eight, nine years into the life cycle because Jaguar Land Rover take quite long to change their, their life cycle. Which is good. I mean, it's good also for the value of your car. 100%. You don't want your car changing every flipping year. Yeah, and then when you come to trade it in, you, sorry, sir, mm. you were driving the old one, by the way. Mm. But what is quite nice about the, the longevity in that is that you obviously have that resale value. But um, Evoque has literally just within the last week gone through a, through a model change. Yeah. Um, so from the 17th of May, we'll be able to start test driving these cars. So at the different uh, Jaguar Land Rover retailers, the, the cars have arrived there. And what a stunner. So, so not, not just a, a facelift. Not just a face. So, so me and Ruben will this be waiting a for our invite. brand new model. Yeah, Ruben, 100%. We, we'll be waiting for that invite. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And but and out, out, of, out of interest, I went yeah. to the original Evoque launch in the UK. Right. And we drove from Wales to Liverpool. Oh, lovely. And what was very interesting was in Liverpool, we got to drive in these underground water tunnels. <sighs> which in all the years that I've done launches, I've never driven in big, large pipes filled with water. Um, oh, wow. Which is quite scary because at stages, you know, you see the water coming to the bonnet. <gasps> and so, you think, okay, you can't raise the car. This is it. You know, if it goes any higher, then it's over the engine and you don't see any snorkels. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know if it's I, I must tell you the reason why I raised the vacuum because I, I did, uh, well, for two reasons. I mean, literally because of the radio station you're on, it's a very popular car in the gay community, let's be honest. Yes. You've got your double income, no, no kid community, yeah. largely speaking. And it's a premium product. That's right. Look, it's not a cheap car. It's quite expensive for what you get. And it's actually quite a small car. It's not big inside. Mm. But it's it's funky. It's cool. It's got the cool And it's got some fact. really nice new tech as well. Yeah, the new one possibly. But mm. what, what, the point I was trying to make is it felt aged in amongst oh, right. the, the, the other cars that were there. Yeah. I mean, the I-Pace felt like you was landing on Saturn V, but the Velo are the same. I mean, the Velo's interior was amazing. Those screens are huge. Yes. Bigger than an iPad. Yeah. And all the, the, the stuff that you can do on those screens. And did you notice so, there were several screens? So you've got the TFT screen in front of the steering wheel. You've yeah. got the one screen yeah, with the infotainment. Three and then the, the one that's essentially your aircon and, and your, your climate controls. Yeah, but, so the, but an, and a million things. You know, your Formula One management, correct. team management feature. Your but because there's three screens, what's yeah. nice is they, they split it. So as a driver, you don't have this one massive screen that mm. you're trying to navigate through to try and find the information. Are you being nasty about 
that man in America <laughs> who makes big I thought I just slide it in oh, there. you're going to slide it in. Yeah. Have you driven one of those, by the way? No. Haven't you? Now, I drove one. I drove one in Europe. Okay. And I must say, it's an impressive piece of kit, very fast. Yeah. But uh, I must say, the one thing that I didn't like about it and what I really like about the Jaguar and, in fact, the BMW is the, the finish. It looks superficially beautiful, but it's that typical American car thing of looking quite fancy. But once you get in, you realize the leather is the type you get when you buy the leather from you know, in South Africa, from the less well-known furniture shop. Yes, we so shall use inverted commas. And all the plastics were a bit squeaky. You know, the plastics yeah. reminded me of the plastics on my children's, not Fisher-Price. Fisher-Price was much better plastic than that. It was, a, you know, that really tatty plastic that you find really in the entry-level cars and that, yes. which you don't expect in a car costing two million rand, you know. So it looked very fancy, lovely big screen and everything. But everything was a bit squeaky mm -mm. and, and you know, not like it was. The only squeak you get in the Jaguar really is that squeak of that lovely leather as you sit in that tower. That's proper. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the squeak. I think uh, it's a uh, squeak out some music. And let's, and let's not forget, Jaguars smell good. Yeah, Jaguars smell good. They do, hey. Yes. And Italians smell good in Jaguars. I'll they drink that off. Enjoy the music. For the Alpha that we uh, that I recently experienced in Stolvia. Mm. I was very impressed with the smell. Okay, okay. we'll come back after this. All right, and here we are. We're back. I've just been informed during while you were listening to the music that uh, Tesla have got the four models, the S, the 3, the X, and the Y, and then when you put them down together, it spells sexy. We're all learning things here. Ruben. These chicks from Shago are clever, man. Oh, that's why they're called Shago. And that's it. Yeah, so, but to get back to this Jaguar, you, you, you're absolutely right. Isn't the tactile thing about cars so important? Huge. And you know, a few years ago, you may forget this, your father was a confirmed BMW man. Exactly. And he still had that bulletproof R40 at the time when I met him, and we were all very intrigued with this car. That's right. And actually, um, you, you pretty much organized that thing, Yaniva. Well, you were involved. <laughs> that actually was the ex-boss of BMW's car. Really? Which, yeah, which we bought. It was Ian Robertson who went on to head up Rolls-Royce International. Can you believe That's it? No, I went to uh, 40 for a lunch visit, and I went there with, a, I think it was a, trying to think which Jaguar it was. God, um, now for the love of me, remember which one it was. I think I remember you were in the the previous. The, uh, Should have been an XJ. XJ no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't XJ. XJ. It, was, it was after that. It was the sports the one. Oh, um, the XKR. The XKR, but it was the the shape just previous to the. You know, there was still the sexy one that. Yeah. No, no, no. I think it was. I don't think it was the XKR, but it was more like the five series. Okay, uh, so that's the XF. Okay, so XF. It was the XF. That's oh, right. Yeah. 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 And uh, at the time. When I stopped there, your father sort of looked at it and I said, yeah, I know he's a BMW guy, but he can look, can't he? 100%. And anyway, we went for a drive and that's when he was converted. Oh, he did. He bought an XF. Correct. 100%. So that was my first Jaguar that I convinced somebody to buy. Oh, well done. <laughs> and we thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. That, I mean, when the XF first came out, it was yes, pretty revolutionary car. I mean, it was, it was so, so ahead of its time. And then Forty almost convinced me to get a C1. <laughs> Listen, that's a very cool I piece love, of kit. If you can yes. find a C1 these days, you should grab it with both hands. Yeah, if you can get one and, and you know, those road sex motors on those. So the C1, for those of you that don't know, is a uh, it's a scooter, effectively, uh, using a quite a powerful Rotex motor made by BMW. And then it's uh, got its own little cover. So you, yeah. you ride like in this little bubble. 
And it's and been uh, homologated without a helmet, so you yes, don't have to you wear You can ride it without a helmet, and That's you've actually it. got seat belts. It's actually a very cool little yeah. piece. I don't know why they didn't carry on with it. What I was think that, about? that motorcycle was literally, I want to say, 10 years ahead of its time. Yeah. Just, imagine, just, just. Imagine that with electric power. 100%. Mm, that would be insane. 100%. Because it even had windscreen wipers, it was like fantastic. Mm. No, I really, I love clever things, and that yes. was clever for me. Correct. And I mean, you you could ride on one of those, and you wouldn't you, you wouldn't rain wet. It was it was really. And, I, and I do think you're right. I think the, we're going to see more small vehicles like that mm. happening. Possibly, what I've seen is quite popular is the two wheels in the front, mm. one wheel at the rear. Correct. Yeah. Have um, you uh, you saw that Renault just they all over Europe when mm-hmm. I was when I just came back from Europe, uh, obviously just uh, recently. Going again this week, everywhere we look in uh, Europe is this Renault Zoe. Okay. Uh, which is the little electric Renault. Fantastic little piece of kit. And Fully electric. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sort of, you know how the, um, the little smart sort of grew up a little bit. So it seemed okay. to get yeah. slightly bigger. So I think the Zoe is sort of occupying the space that the original smart used to occupy. Right. And it's small. You can fit it in between cars in parking spaces. Which is exactly what you And maximum speed is like 100 k's an hour, but you don't need more than that if you're driving around the city. And the range is like uh, 180 k's. Mm. Perfect. Sure. Yeah, really nice. And talking of range, I mean, the, that's the one thing that actually put me off on the i3 originally, because the original i3, they said it had a range of 130, which I actually subsequently found out was nonsense. It was actually more like 90k, so mm. you couldn't get to Joburg and back, which mm. is a bit of an issue for me, despite the fact I love the car so much. Mm. But obviously that wasn't the one with the motor in it, but for me that defeated the purpose. You buy an mm. electric car because it's electric. Although the battery is not much better. Yeah, well, I that's the thing. I, I wanted to say too. they've just bought out a new one now, which has got a genuinely much better range, but... That was the thing that amazed me about the I-Pace. Mm. The range is 380 genuine kilometers. 470. 470 yeah. claimed. Yeah, or 380. Claimed. The way normal people drive in about <laughs> 350 the way you drive. About 40 the way I drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily, there's charging stations all over the show. I think that's oh. actually the most important thing. That, that um, from a philosophy, the OEMs in South Africa have obviously all decided that they'll... What the hell is an OEM? So that is your your original, original equipment. equipment manufacturer. So all your 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 brands. So just, just like <laughs> these little these little acronyms. Like we all know what's going on. You know, <laughs> it was a, a big word for me a few years ago too, and I thought, well, okay, hello, what on earth is that? Yeah. Should, should, should I really should I really raise my hand in the meeting and say, um, was <laughs> well, it a marketing oh, meeting? Yeah, yeah, like a DPS, you know, <laughs> double page spread. It's like, can, can you speak to us in English, please? <laughs> yeah, but listen, now you you obviously going to refer to what we were talking about—the fact that you're going to try and, um, or they're going to try and organise in South Africa that we have one type of charger to one hundred percent to work all. Yeah, the, so they've actually they've they've decided that that would be the the the, the philosophy, and um, it it just means that where you've got uh, other countries like Australia, where you might have five different charging points. You would have to go with your Tesla to a Tesla charging point, with your Porsche to a, cho- a Porsche charging point. Here we've got a, a generic one across the board, and you can literally. We've had the i3 charging in front of our building. I actually saw that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had this. Um, I, I took a photograph and I, I put it onto my Twitter handle, and I went, "Build it, and they will come." And it's it's true. It's um, now suddenly it's it's just become more convenient, and even if you you've got a slightly more challenging range. Um, that range anxiety will be completely wiped off the table because you have got so many uh, options where you can charge. Mm. You, um, oh, what I was discussing with Ruben the other day is that with a supercharger, 
you now have a very, very high power current stream. You can literally charge 80% in 20 minutes. Mm. I mean, that's the time that you need for a cappuccino at the side of the road. That's mm. it. So you sit down, have your capo and what have you, and then by the time you finish your capo, you get out and your car's at 80% again. Perfect. Yeah. So those are those 100 kilowatt hour charges. Mm. So at the moment, we're running 60 kilowatt hour charges throughout mm. the country, um, organized by uh, or the, the, the JV or, or joint ventures with a company called Grid Cars. So grid cars does BMW, those installation points where, where BMWs charge as well. So all BMW dealerships have got charging stations. All Jaguar Land Rover dealers have charging stations. And then there's along the, the, the road on the N1, um, on N3. the N2, and on the N3, 100%. Yeah. So, so, but tell me something. They're not solar yet. No, no. Yeah, because obviously with our hugely reliable supply Correct. from something, like, something I think we should all do and really make a lot of noise about Every person in the country should get off the grid. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah well, I've You're made right. a, literally that concerted effort. Yeah. And was quite clear uh, I, I thought that was very interesting that you mentioned earlier yeah. that it's much cheaper to get off the grid. It mm. is. It and is. Like, um, I know that one of our clients has got solar and she, mm. and she, she, she works from home. So she selects to have her car charging between nine in the morning and four in the afternoon. So instead of uh, inverting that power back into the grid, she feeds it into her car. So her car is fully charged every day. She's got no problem with it, and it costs her nothing. Well, you know what pisses me off is that um, if you generate excess power, and I've calculated that with my installation, it's 30 panels, quite a big installation, mm, I'm actually going to be generating Did excess power. Did anybody ever tell you you're a size queen? Yes, I'm totally a size queen. Very proud to be one of those go icons. Uh, you know that pretty well. Um, as a matter of fact, I have been challenged live on, on another radio station to be the gay pages centerfold, which I'm hoping will happen soon. <laughs> I look surprisingly good in a tuxedo. I'm very happy to be there. So just let me know when you're here. You actually would look good in this gold outfit. In this gold outfit. Oh, the gold outfit on the current issue of the 24th birthday. <laughs> You've got to see this page. It's, uh, we're, both me and Johnny were quite impressed by this man's package, if it must be said. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all were. Yeah. We all were. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. So, and the guy that we're talking about's name is Rudolf Zane von Sell. Oh, yes, the actor. The actor. Yeah, mm. okay. Right, so he uh, certainly looks very glamorous on this page, but uh, you told me that he's uh, actually uh, also, bo- he's appeared as a boxer, so. He yeah, as a boxer in one of the uh, shows they did. Well, I've got to say that's pretty flexible, because he certainly doesn't look like a boxer, yeah. <laughs> Although I'm sure there's quite a few members that would enjoy a bit of wrestling with him, I fear. Um, let's go to some music, and when we get back, we must focus our minds on cars again. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and here we are. We're back. We have got our minds out of the gutter, yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about, uh, in this last segment of the show, just what's new on the market. So um, Ruben just arrived here in a very... Uh, snazzy looking rare Ford. It's a very pretty car. Yeah, it's the, my test car at the moment. Mm. And uh, I must say, um, I think it's a very practical car. Mm. It's uh, actually big. It's big and it's, a, it's, it's more than a soft radar. Yeah. You can actually do off-roading with it. Mm. Believe it or not, I actually bought one of those very, very first rare Fords. So I, I absolutely love that car. It's a fantastic mm. car. So, but this is in a completely different category. It looks like a Land Cruiser compared to that original Rav4. Yeah, it's got a very, very aggressive looking face as yes, well. Yeah, it's it's much quite more, angry. Yeah. Much more attractive. And the build quality is superb. Yeah. Looks, you like, look at, looks quite angry in a Japanese way. Yeah. Yes, yes. But the Japanese way of <laughs> the raised eyebrows. Yeah. 
very the eye. Looks like Jeez, a yeah. It's all about looks the eye. Like <laughs> <laughs> but very luxurious interior. Very. I mean, yeah. it's, if you think where Rav was and where it is now, mm. uh, the quality of the leather and the the, in, the, the interior ambiance is great. Mm. Yeah. It's like it's grown up. Babe. It has. Yeah. CVT transmission. Uh, CVT not my favorite. Yeah, me uh, neither. I think it's a South African thing. We we haven't learned how to drive CVT. I don't quite know how you get to know how to drive it, but clearly the way Forty drives and the way I drive, we're uh, too head uh, lead footed. Right. <laughs> when I'm uh, about ten years ago, um, I bought uh, Ilsa Murano. Nissan Murano, which also had a CVT. Mm-hmm. And it was quite frustrating because they had a really big sporty motor, three and a half liter V6 motor. You just put your foot flat and just like, uh, just whine away and just like slowly build them. It was quite frustrating mm-hmm. to drive. Yeah. So yes, they're extremely easy to drive. And if you are the um, vice president of the Bulls Club, I would imagine extremely But I think uh, if I was going for a rev, I'd, I'd go the manual option. I think we need to learn that patience is a virtue. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> yeah, but those CVTs are a little bit frustrating. Mm. In real terms, they yeah. persist the sound. So now I was extremely jealous of you last week because uh, you were driving around in the new 8 Series BMWs. Tell oh, us a bit about that car. It was stunning. The sad part about it is we had to go to the airport to go to Mr. Gay World. Yeah. So I never got to drive the car on its full cycle. Oh, so no. we got to Cape Town and after now driving the 850, Switched to a Mazda CX-5. Great yeah. car, but after the 850, it was a bit of an adjustment. Yeah. Right, at least it wasn't a rental car. One well, of those no. rent racing returns. No. Do you want to know something crazy? Mm. The CX-5 is the sixth best-selling car in the entire world. Well, I had a little look at the value for money on that car. It is yeah. unbelievable. No, it is. What it's you get as a package, you've got, um, you've got the heads-up displays, you've got all the, the bells and whistles that you want. Very, no, that's, very good That's a money. great car. It, mm. I couldn't believe it when I read that statistic. The sixth best seller, and, and hardly, it doesn't really sell it well. But it has a frustrating boot. A boot. Oh. To get the boot to open up requires a lot of begging and pleading <laughs> uh, well, and negotiating. <laughs> well, look at the bright side. You went down to Cape Town to see Mr. Gay World and you're in a CX-5. I went to Cape Town recently. I was given a Datsun Go. You oh, see, rent rates The world's only car that should come with a health warning. But it's it's only got a one star rating, eh? What? No, that's a black hole. You uh. misread it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you drive that car and you sweat, and you're not sweating because it's hot. Although I must say the air conditioning is pretty asthmatic, but you drive that car and you just pray that nothing, not even a bird, flies into you because you're gonna die. You will die. Any accident. If you drive into the curb, you will die in that car. It's literally the worst car I have ever. Ever driven. Oh my word. Yeah, it, no, it also crabs down the road. It's that's and goes not my favourite. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a horrible car. No airbags, no, no. And it's a seven seater. No. There's, there's, oh, that's that, 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 that's and go plus, I think yes. it is. Oh, I don't know it's about a, that, but this one yeah. I was driving was, if it was up to me, it'd be a no seater. Mm. wouldn't be on the market. As a matter of fact, I think, uh, I think uh, they've opened themselves up to some real uh, legal. Because you wouldn't want to be in an accident. Either. Yeah, I think yeah. originally they they launched without any any airbags, and I think yeah. they've now put in a, a driver's side airbag as a as as option. The driver, yeah. As, as a stand, sorry. Dies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Passenger dies. Yeah. The driver dies too, but except he dies he with a bird face. Yeah. So not a lot of CEOs would be yeah. driving around the, the go with a chauffeur. <laughs> an absolute shocker. 
Jeez. And, and I watched the, uh, as you say, I watched the crash test on, on YouTube. Oh, my hat. Oh, it's like, it's like watching a horror movie. Yes. Mm. It's like watching Game of Thrones for cars. Mm. No, it's bad. No one survives. But listen, there's some good cars coming out. And believe it or not, there's even some good cars coming out from China. I, I never thought I'd actually say the word. Mm. But uh, the other day, uh, I had a friend of mine arrive, and she bought a Haval. A was, lovely car. I was actually, well, lovely is a strong word, but uh, certainly I couldn't believe it came from China. It was, yeah. I must say, I, I drove my first Haval only about a year ago, yeah. and I was also very surprised. Yeah. yeah not a bad uh, car. You know, when I got the call to say, they've got a, the Haval test car, I was like, yes. okay, yeah, okay, fine. Mm. I'll do it. <laughs> if I must. <laughs> if I have to. And, and, and I must say, it was, uh, it was, a, I was quite pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it's good, it's good value for money. Yeah. Now, we're talking about good value for money. I recently bought a double cab bucky. So I joined the whole of South Africa and I thought, just in case anybody thought I wasn't really looking butch enough, I decided that, uh, I need gotta to get buy, a bucky. Yeah, I've got to get a bucky. So I bought a Fiat fullback. Okay. And I paid 369,000 rands. Excellent. Yeah, Unbelievable. It is electric seat, leather, mm. uh, every bell and whistle inside. And you know what? I like your logic because it's funny enough when I looked at double cab buckies, yeah. I also thought the Fiat is the most underrated. Yeah. It, well, it, I mean, well, it won Bucky of the year uh, last year, the year before. It, it's, a, it's a rebadged Mitsubishi drive. Mm. Let's be straight with each other. However, I mean, it offers better value than the Mitsubishi. I, I, mm. What a fantastic mm. bucky. I want to tell you, it was really, I'm so happy. Well, talk about Mitsubishi. Now, there's a brand that's underrated. It is. We saw now with Car of the Year, the Mitsubishi Pajero Sport. Yeah. That car's off-roading ability is like so off the charts. I don't know what gets close to it. Really? Yes. And I mean, I've driven lots of cars off-road. And And that's good value, that car. Fantastic value. It's like 550. 550, yeah. I mean, that's a seriously capable off-road car, Mm -hmm. I was driving with Adam Ford at the off-roading event a while back, mm-hmm. and he's like a serious off-road nut, so he's got like a Range Rover and he's got a couple of cars. Mm-hmm. And Adam was saying, uh, he was saying to me, the uh, reality is that he also thought the Pajero was probably the best off-roading vehicle he'd seen. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, we were testing it. At and and they do that kind of soft roader, the middle of the range one, which also comes with every single bell and whistle that you can have inside. I mean, that, that's something I think we should be talking about. Mm. Isn't it amazing, all these things that are coming out in the cars now, they almost drive themselves. So 100%. this whole issue now of what we call, um, um, what's the word for it when the cars drive themselves? Autonomous. Autonomous. Mm. Autonomous driving, yeah. So autonomous driving is a big thing now. Mm, 100%. Yeah, so I had a guy from Merck at my restaurant the other day who was telling me that uh, we are two years away from getting the first Mercedes in this country. That's fully autonomous. Wow. Now, they've got one driving around at the moment. There's an E-Class driving in Pretoria, which is fully autonomous. You, there's a driver in it, but he doesn't, doesn't have to touch the controls. It's Goodness. more Well, if side. you look at lane assist and adaptive cruise control and all of these things mm. that are active in the cars already, mm. it, it's, it's literally just one step away from that. Yeah. Listen, we're going to just uh, take a break and uh, listen to some music, and uh, we'll be back for well, just the last couple of minutes. Thanks a lot. <coughs> Okay, here we are, lekker lekker, we're back. We've got uh, a couple of minutes left to talk on the show. It's been so fantastic having the two of you here. Um, you're so knowledgeable, you're so passionate about these things. We've been talking about what's uh, new and exciting. Um, but uh, I wanted to just discuss with you, Ruben, a, a couple of things. You, uh, of course, uh, the 
um, head of the panel that did the South King Car of the Year this mm-hmm. year. So do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, the competition and what you thought was significant uh, so yeah. at the show? Well, I think what was significant about the South African Car of the Year this year is that we've had quite a break from tradition. Mm. Um, the biggest break that we had from tradition was obviously the fact that we brought in two automated scoring factors, which was sales, uh, affordability and value for money. Right. Um, no, we've never had an automated score. Is this because everyone was bitching that Porsche kept on winning? Yes, yes. Porsche is so competitive. Porsche, be a Porsche just refuses to ever bow down. How many categories are there that get, get uh, used there's, to... There's five categories. Okay. And, but, but we only introduced categories this year as well. Okay. So previously we didn't have categories. We also never had a public vote. So we had a public vote as well. Okay. But essentially what had happened is over the many years that the competition has run, people forget BMW has actually won six times. Mm. They've won the most. Mm. So who won? I uh, almost said Bush. Mercedes. What did Mercedes win with? Tell us about this. Oh, margins were very tight. Yes. So, so, you know, but over the last four years, what, why we are happy with Car of the Year, irrespective of what happened, you know, in terms of this perception that maybe the competition could be rigged or whatever, uh, the truth is that what we see every year is that the score range is normally 15%. That's from top to bottom. Yeah. Now that 15% wow, is... Well, I mean, close. I suppose the fact is that they're in that competition after all means they're at the very cutting edge, they're at the very they, top of the game. So the worst performing cars are actually good. Hmm. And this is what we've been trying to say to people. Mm-hmm. Even because yeah. I, I looked at that little list of cars, mm-hmm. and I've got to tell you, my car of the year in that list of cars was the Alfa Stelvio. Oh, yes. What a motor car. For sure. Alfa was great. But the, the yeah. sad thing now is that on cars like the Stelvio, the sales isn't there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what yeah. is that about? I mean, okay, I know, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've seen fantastic after sales service at Jaguar. I mean, I, I know, um, and not because you hear, mm-hmm. uh, Leone, but honestly, the after sales service is incredible. Mm-hmm. We all know that Porsche service is absolutely That's off the out of this world. That's off the charts. Porsche's tra- uh, Porsche service is actually in a, in a class of its own. Mm-hmm. And, and BMW. In my experience, I think I owned a lot of BMWs. Yeah. And I'm kind of seriously uh, to BMW. Yeah, I think BMW and Shaguar are the ones that are right there on top and, mm. and Porsche literally on in a close zone. Two times I was seriously contemplating switching. Mm. I was looking at cars like Lexus because Lexus is yeah. also fantastic. Although I believe the after-sales service with Lexus is outstanding. So no, it is. It's absolutely mm. super. Yeah. Uh, and Jaguar's is off the charts. So, yeah. I mean, I went to, funny enough, a few years ago to Jaguar Branston. Yeah. And when I went to shop at all the different dealers, I thought that Jaguar Branston was, you know, really good. I didn't go to all the Jaguar mm-hmm. dealers, but yeah. I went to a lot of dealers around the Sant and Branston area, yeah. different dealers. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think when you buy a car, it's, it's got a lot to do with that kind of service experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. Volvo of late has become quite popular as well as a brand. Yes. And in the competition, we could see the, the Volvo... XC40 was very popular. Mm. It's a great car. It's um, a beautiful little car. Pretty. Mm, yeah. 100%. And the Porsche Cayenne was amazing. I mean, we also for the first time introduced an off-roading section. Mm. So in the off-roading section, Porsche once again decided to throw mm. the spanner mm. in the workspace, declaring they're going to compete with the hard roaders, hard off-roaders. So essentially what then happened was um, the, the Cayenne did really well on the off-roading. I mean, but needless yeah. to say, the Pajero was just totally off the charts. Yeah, well, I've got to tell you, I had that Stelvio for a few days, mm. and what a, that two-liter motor. I couldn't believe it was yes. a two-liter. Did yeah. you have that Quattroforto? Yeah. yeah. But that got 
pissed off. I mean, yeah. so mm. fast. Why, why are the Salvio is not selling by the hundreds? I don't know. Yeah, because it's a really great car. Yeah, and look, it is expensive. Mm. Uh, although I could have got, I think they were so desperate to sell the damn things that I could have got an amazing deal on that car. Yeah. Something like seven hundred, I would have got the whole thing, and it was loaded. Right, had everything. Yeah, one of the launch cars. Probably. So it was, it was really a. Top mm. car, and I was so so tempted. I must mm. tell you, because they brought in like a first edition mm. version, which yeah. had all the bells and whistles, and then you had the the regular one. Yeah, well, I think and I think what Alfa Romeo needs to do is they certainly need to kick their whole service system up the butt hard, mm. because uh, it's not this. It, you, you're not getting the experience. So you're buying a premium car, but mm. you're not getting the premium experience. It's not the mm. and and this is a, I think a problem that's come down the years. Mm. And I know certain people have tried to change this, but uh, they're not getting it right. They're yeah. not uh, they're not giving you a premium experience. Swimming upstream, it's a little bit difficult yeah. when you when you've got such a big organisation that you're trying to. Con- and I think that's what's busy happening at the moment. There's obviously some some big changes at at, at FCA or Fiat Chrysler Automobiles. So there's a couple of really good change or changes that are busy mm. happening there. And I think the the network and you as a a member of the public, when you actually walk into a dealer or a retailer, you experience that. And um, Mm. and I think that that's exactly why the the the, it doesn't translate into sales. Mm. And if that's one of the criteria that you're busy being measured on, it's it's an unfortunate one that that's going to be a non-starter. Well, because sales is only one small factor. Mm. Um, affordability value for money, but also look at things like what is included. Yeah, but, but with, affordab- with affordability is, is also yeah. very much a sales. Well, Alfa Romeo is yeah. generally fairly well spicked. Yeah. Not like, you know, like BMW, um, I think is, uh, and Audi is probably the least spicked. No, no, Porsche, maybe. No, Porsche, really. Porsche, no, no, everything's optional. Nothing. Okay. Seats are optional. Okay. Windshield, <laughs> optional. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Yeah. A windshield with a, t- a tinted windshield is an option. No ways. Mm. Yeah, that was with my views. So mm. it's, yeah, you know, Where's with Mercedes now? They've made quite a turnaround. Yeah, they have. With well, the A-Class that won the competition. But have but you seen everything standard on that car? It's crazy. It's mm. got a lot of extras in it. So it's like a, it's, it's almost like an S-Class. Mm. But listen, we've uh, run out of time. Mm. So yeah. just what an awesome show. What really a fun, having you here. yeah, a little bit of fun. Yeah, and then, uh, and then, yeah, it was a good way to end the show, talking about service, because let's be honest, uh, this, you know, to bring it back to the fact of why we're here about the gay community, mm-hmm. it's a very, very picky, high-end, finicky. And brand loyal. Very yeah, brand loyal. Very brand loyal community. And so, yeah, all you motor guys out there listening to our show, pick up your game if you want to, like, uh, get the most important pink rand. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's really a powerful rand. And uh, I've had such fun talking about cars. We're going to do it again soon. Definitely. Okay, Love thanks, Leonie. Thank you. Awesome having you. Yeah, I appreciate it. No, lots yeah, of fun. Me and Thank Ruben you. are waiting for our invites to the next Shaguar event. Consider it done. I think yeah. those, the, the new Evogue, I think the, yeah. the test drive for the new Evogue is, is, is imminent. So. You know that when me and Ruben are there, you bring serious gravitas, eh? I love it. Okay, <laughs> it was very funny with the Evogue originally when it was launched. Um, our gaps then on our school for systems were very big. So the car that came first, I think, was the Boxster, mm. and the car that came second was the Evoque, and there was right. almost a thirty-five percent gap, and that's when we knew our school factors or our school systems wasn't right. Was out, yeah. So we started adjusting the, the system. In fact, we threw the whole system out and reinvented it. So wow, yeah. good you that's see, you broke the mold. Okay, thanks right. very much. Thank you. We're going to move on to our next show. Uh, we've got some music in between for you. Have fun. Thank, Thank you, you, Forty. Thank you very much, Forty.